We're living in the age of podcasting, which also means the age of podcast networks with large back catalogs, long-running series, limited programming, and even cross-network collaborations. How are publishers supposed to keep this all organized? With Spreaker, of course. Spreaker's customizable publisher plan lets you organize your content exactly how you want it and gives you enough pod tech tools to monetize the largest back catalogs. If you're into premium offerings for subscribers, check out Spreaker's customized RSS feeds to upload and schedule exclusive content with ease. Or use our campaign manager to manage different campaigns from one central platform. Once your podcast business gets big enough, you can even add multiple networks to one account and collaborators assigned to each one. That helps keep the true crime series away from the comedy podcasts and make sure you get the advertisements that will resonate the most with your listeners. So let's move from the age of podcasting to the age of the podcast network with Spreaker. Head to Spreaker.com to learn more. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com. Blog Talk Radio. Another night, and as always, more issues, more drama, more BS. As always, Bush Voice to the People USA Radio is back with you live. Welcome, everybody. I am your host, Dan Sriglia of Voice to the People, joined once again by Mr. Mike Jacobson. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Wow, that that was a very like professional one. I'm doing well. Wow. I know. <laughs> that that was all like you know calm, cool, and collective. Holy like, damn! Are you in a mood tonight, sir? Actually, I, I'm. I have issues, but I have to admit I'm in a good mood. I just got a new car this week, and I'm very happy. So there you go. You got the car. Good. Well, we'll get into that shortly. Now, 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 now. First things first. Got to do a shout out. In our chat room tonight, we are joined, and I'm putting them out there, by Mr. Dan Digger Amato of Digger's Realm. He is live in there, and as you'll see, Dan and others will see listening, that our chat room will fluctuate periodically. People will come in and bounce off and come in and bounce off. But we do have listeners, so say Blog Talk Radio, so thank you, everybody, for tuning in. It was a little bit short notice, but what more would you expect from me? That's all I got to say. And just to let everybody know, our next show, next show is a big one. Big, 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 big. I think so. And I'm sure you will, too. That's going to be the continuation of the America is Under Siege series. It's going to be part two, stressing and really getting into the dark side of illegal immigration and talk, giving uh, 
faith and the story to the victims of illegal aliens, the crimes committed, and what's actually happening in this nation. And I could proudly, proudly say that that same man, Dan Amato of Digger's Realm, will be our special guest on Monday night at 8 o'clock. And, well, all I can say is that's just a kick-ass happening. Anytime you get Dan Amato on a show, you're golden. So it'll be great to hear truly the legend and the godfather of this movement on this show. And as you all know from Dan Amato, you can expect that he will say things that you don't know because even though we know a lot, he still teaches us stuff, and he will be passionate, responsive, and tell it like it is, as always. And we look forward to having our friend joining us. So, with that said, Mike, if you would do me the honor, I just want to start off by saying something real quick. And I, I, just, I just want to take advantage of our still uncensored format, if you will, here on the Internet, before we go into the studio in March and actually do a professional show being heard across the country. Go figure. I have to say this. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. You may be a necessary evil, and what I don't get is the fact that in the media, myself and Mike and Dan, everybody, we we all touted Facebook as a core reason responsible for bringing people together and, you know, getting the word out about the Phoenix Rising rally that happened this past summer. And we thanked Facebook and really, you know, promoted it as being a modern-day essential necessary tool to really get out there to people when the media is failing to put the message out, what have you. And the thanks we get for it is Facebook being we're really showing their true colors, their liberal colors. I'm not going to get into this whole damn explanation. Simply put, Facebook, kiss my ass. You are a disgusting, pathetic resource that I hate using personally. I do. I hate using it. But thankfully, there's so many like-minded individuals out there that use it as a tool because it is that necessary evil. And I'm proud and happy to call thousands upon thousands of people my Facebook friend, and, you know, just somebody out there that believes in the message we're putting out there and the things we do and taking the time to follow us, thank you. But to the Facebook higher-ups, truly, truly go to hell. Time and time and time again, especially throughout the summer and throughout the fall and throughout the winter, when you see these groups pop up, right, you know, the the anti-9-11 mosque, you know, like Ground Zero and the Mostyn and uh, the Crest of Embrace, if you will, in Shanksville, things like that, talking about Sharia law. You know, groups have started. Thousands upon thousands of people join this group, and they, they rant and rage and voice their concern about it. And then these groups mysteriously become disabled. Yes, they disappear. Gone. What groups are allowed to exist on Facebook? Well, in case you missed it a couple weeks back, it was a giant swastika, and it said to kill an N-word day. I won't say that word because it's disrespectful, and I won't resort to that level, but I think you know what that means. To kill an African-American day. That was okay. Facebook groups dedicated to hackers, people that purposely go after conservative-speaking individuals, hack their account, steal their information, defame them, violate their all their, their civil liberties, or whatever the hell you want to call it, 
they're okay. Boy and man love group sites promoting pedophilia on Facebook. That's okay. But if you're a conservative and you talk against Agenda 21, you talk against illegal immigration, you talk about empowering the people, you talk against the censoring of the Internet, the censoring of free speech, well, then you will become like the many and your account will be disabled like that. As you all know, started the America Rising profile on Facebook and have actually with just a little over 5,000 friends on that, maxed out, a very necessary tool and a great way of getting the word out, free. For some of us, that means a lot. And I think it was about a week ago now. Um, Actually, it was a week from Sunday, so we're going close to two weeks. I put on there a couple of my core beliefs about, and this is something that has been said by friend Danimano and said by many others and something I believe strongly in, ending foreign aid, stopping Agenda 21 enforcing our borders, ending basically the Fed, the IRS, getting rid of it, instituting a fair tax, erasing the national debt, things like this. Well, for the first time in a very long time, thousands and thousands of people responded and were ready because I spoke about taking it to another level, about stepping up in another fashion instead of paying it into our our self-appointed grassroots leaders like Dick Army and and his ilk saying that the people need to take back control of the movement of the people, by the people, for the people. That doesn't cost anything. Something about the America Rising Rally Series that's forthcoming, about taking that next step to include all the issues, to break away from the norm that's out there now, the safe factions, if you will, that talk about the same issues now even two years ago. Something different. Something about empowering the people. And so many people responded. Go to log back into my profile page. Not 12 hours later, your account has been disabled. Just like that. Gone. Gone. Whole account gone. Reason? None. I... Go to the help page, do the whole thing, you know, all that other crap. Did it matter? No. Gone. Just like that. Gone. Eliminated by Facebook, who is run by an Obama ass-kissing liberal prick, to be perfectly blunt. But no rhyme, no reason. Another conservative voice is erased like that. Well, we started a new America Rising profile page, and currently we're back up to like 260-something friends, but there's a lot of rebuilding to be done there. But I guess my point for all this was simply to say to the Facebook elite, go to hell. And I'm tired of you guys, not just what you did to me, but what you've done to others, of silencing people that may have a different belief structure, and that's built into your head or whatever the case may be. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. That's been burning me. I don't know. A lot of you may not have understood what's been going on, but I just had to say that and get that off my chest, and I feel good now. Mike. I'm here. It's your turn now. 
I'm going to shut up. All right, well, I'm going to start with what I was telling you about earlier, like last, well, not earlier, last week now. I'd like to talk about what's going on in Wisconsin. Forget about Egypt right now. Forget about Libya. Forget about what's going on in Iran and Iraq. Let's look what's going on at home right now. We've got a massive, well, the word I want to use I can't use on here because it's worse than most. By the way, a massive problem brewing in our own country. And it, it's really not getting the attention I feel it deserves. I mean, it's getting some coverage, but not nearly enough. Uh, for those who don't understand the whole extent of it, basically what's going on in Wisconsin is uh, there's, I guess you'd call it a teacher strike right now, due to the fact that the governor of Wisconsin has basically looked at the budget and said, hey, we can't afford to keep shelling out all this money or else we're going to wind up going broke. Fortunately, the guy's got a, head up, a brain on his head and is actually trying to do something. Now, I'm not 100% sure of the specifics, so please, somebody out there, if you want, correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe it's something to the extent of they want them to pay about 20% of their medical coverage and put in some money towards their retirement. And I think there was a pay freeze involved or whatever, and this is causing basically massive protests in the capital of Wisconsin. Like, this is such a horrible thing. Now, I, I do understand government employees having to pay their own benefits they're probably having fits right now. Uh, for those of you who are in the private sector, you're probably laughing about this as much as I am because I've been paying my benefits ever since I've had them, and the few jobs I've been lucky enough to have them. And uh, basically you've got 30,000-plus teachers calling off of work. They threatened to fire them if they refused to go to work, so they actually got legitimate doctor's excuses saying they were sick. Now there's actually repercussions coming on the doctors who wrote these excuses for basically government employees to get out of work for free and get paid for it, by the way, while schools are getting shut down because everyone seems to forget. We have kids to teach. Wow, that's what teachers do. But guess what they're not doing? They're not teaching because we need them to pay some of their bills because how are they getting their money? From us, from our tax dollars. So basically they're complaining because our tax dollars, they have to put some of it back, and that's wrong. We're taking too much money from them, from their $70,000-a-year jobs. It's wrong for us to ask them to pay some medical coverage. Oh. Now, <laughs> while I'm upset at that, there's two parts to this story, and I'm glad I got a little bit of time to put some perspective in this. Because a buddy of mine was talking to me, discussing how, you know, he's right on the money about how he should probably break the back of the union try and get some of these things paid off, you know, get some of the money paid down. But what happens if he's successful in getting rid of them all, firing the teachers? And, uh, you know, you fire all the teachers, you replace them all with lower-paid people. What What is that called? Like, what happens when the government basically dictates your wages, dictates who gets hired and who gets fired? Communism. I was like, you know what, you're kind of right. <laughs> So right now, I'm just, I can say this. I'm really upset at the situation. I personally can't see a solution to it, but I really think that what's going on right now, there needs to be some mediation. There needs to be a middle road solved rather than just letting this go on and on. And it seems like it's not being taken seriously. And I'm sure the people on both sides take it seriously, but there's no there's there's no one pushing towards the middle ground. It's like it's being left to stagnate and fuel stagnate as far as getting things done, and the fuel is just smoldering underneath. The fire is just smoldering underneath the top right now. It's just waiting for somebody to pick it with a stick and have flames shoot right out. 
seems to be a powder keg, almost like, well, you're going to get a riot or maybe mass violent protest like's going on in Egypt. The whole situation is horrible, and it's, it's just the more I read about it, the more frustrated I get. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chime in real quick and say that um, somebody who is a very good friend and good friend personally, good friend to us, both Mike, and obviously somebody who's been right there helping us organize and put things together and really pulled more than her fair share of weight, somebody who's been dedicating her life to protecting America and, and its citizens for a long time now has been our friend Ruth Miller. And Ruth actually sent me an email the other night about the SEIU had a you know pro-union rally in Scranton, Pennsylvania the other day. I actually didn't make it up there. It was very piss-poor attendant on both sides. Of course, more in favor of the unions and less opposed, but you'll have that. So I want to thank Ruth for sending us that. And also... I posted this last night, too. The description of the show was going to talk about the union. And somebody decided to immediately put a comment as if I offered some type of opinion already, saying that unions are the greatest thing this country has ever seen. It's the only way Americans get a fair share. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, now I'm going to offer my response to that. And now is when you could hate me and attack me and call me names and all the good stuff that other people were doing. Okay? Unions suck. Unions are complete and utter bullshit. Yes. Okay? We pay enough as American workers, all right, to our taxes to the federal government. We pay, 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 pay. But on top of that, if you're in a union, you have to pay the union, too. So they get richer, they get bigger, and they have more pull off the work of the American worker. It's absolute crap. And for too long, unions have been protecting the elitist, lazy class, if you will. And don't get me wrong, engineer unions, things like this, they represent hard workers. But in regards to teachers, how long are we supposed to reward teachers for failing grades? How long are we supposed to reward teachers for not giving a damn enough to do their job correctly or accurately or teach a decent curriculum to give people a chance at hell and keep rewarding them with high salaries and rewarding them with this and that, it's time to hold people accountable. Therefore, what's going on in Wisconsin, I truly, truly believe that's going to weed out the weak and weed out the money-grubbing poor like teachers or individuals, if you will, and maybe get the people there that actually want to educate today's youth, that actually want to give people a fair shot. They actually do this because they're passionate about something, because they believe in education being the, the ultimate end-all tool that we need. All right? So that's my opinion. There may be one or two good unions out there, quite possibly, and if they are out there, great. Really, you don't have to tell me about them because I don't care enough to talk about them. But unions, maybe the original intent was, was right on, they dropped the ball. And the SEIU being the one that leads the pack, so to speak, the radical liberal scumbag, you know, that actually promotes illegal workers in this country over legal American workers, I don't understand how anybody could be a part of that union and actually be proud of it and call themselves, you know, a, a, a proud American worker who believes in their union 150% and would die by their union, things like that. It's complete BS. 
All right? So I am Mr. Anti-Union, I guess you could say. That's that's just me. You know? Maybe others have different opinions, and hey, fine, bring it. That's all I got to say. Bring it. People want to call well, I think the union show. served a purpose at one point, but I, I think it made yeah, it a case point. of for a while they were okay, but then they just they they grew they all grew their britches basically, you know. It, it, yeah, what it comes down to is people should be rewarded for the effort they put in. If you work hard at something, you will achieve something. You don't deserve handouts. You don't deserve guaranteed high this, high that. It's time to shut the hell up and put a little effort into what you're actually trying to do. Show some life. Show some perseverance. Show some dedication. Actually care enough to do your job correctly and work to be promoted. Work to have high salaries. Work to achieve better, bigger things rather than waiting for an intermediary, if you want to, whatever the hell it's called, or a mediator, to go in there and negotiate a raise or negotiate this that you feel you deserve. Sickening. Call a number for this show, ladies and gentlemen. It's one seven one four five one zero three seven three six. Again, that's one seven one four five one zero three seven three six. If you want to chime in on this. Now I yeah, gotta do I my I, yeah. sorry. I was just gonna ask Go you ahead. a question because one of the things that I was bouncing around for a bit is how do you feel about the idea of privatizing schools, getting the government out of the whole, you know, government education business and actually making the choice up to the parent as to where they want their child to go to? I think it's great. I think that's what we need. The government has enough control over everything else in our lives. It's time to actually give parents a chance, you know, to give the students a chance, if you will, rather than learning this this concocted system and, you know, basically – I, I can't think of the words I want to use to actually illustrate my point here. There's a shocker. But I'm all for privatization personally. That's my own thing. I think school choice, private school, and all that stuff is a necessary thing. And Voice of the People, USA, as well as America Rising, because we still exist, actually signed on with Unite PA in a big effort that's been done here in Pennsylvania because this has been a big issue with school choice. And we joined their petition to actually fight to give parents a chance, you know, to actually have more options out there rather than you have to go here, you have to do this, you have to learn this, you have to pay this because we say so. Give people a chance. That's all I got to say. You know, I went to public school, you know, Delaware Valley High School in Milford, Pennsylvania. That's where I went to school, regular old public school. And I'm proud of that fact. But you know what? Maybe some people want to have the choice to go to a private school. Maybe some people want to go... Whatever. If you have the means, you should have the ability and the way to do it. Make it happen. That's just my belief, anyway. Hmm. I also look at it like if you flood the schools, you know, if you actually did get rid of public schools, because some people make the argument, well, if you have everyone going to a private school, the costs are going to be way too high. See, I don't buy that. If you have a bunch of students going to a school, I think it's actually going to drive tuition costs down. It's more money flowing into the school. So, I mean, you know, right now I think like a private education for your child is something like to the effect of $5,000 a year. I personally think that if they, you know, if you had schools going with people choosing all the schools, their enrollment goes way up, all of a sudden you see that 5000 going down to like 2200 
Yeah. That's way that's affordable for everybody. And then you don't have to pay your property tax, at least around here, that's where part of our property tax goes to is going towards the schools. All that goes yeah. away. You're gonna find out you save more in taxes by sending your kid to a private by getting private education than you are paying for what you're paying now. Oh, I agree. I think that if people have the means to do it, then by all means, it should be their choice. It should be their right to choose. Bottom line, who the hell is anybody else to tell you where you have to go? You know, it's just, it's common sense. It's just my opinion. Anyway, I want to welcome everybody else to the chat room as well and welcome our new listeners because our numbers have actually spiked up here in the last five minutes and you're still hanging on there, so thank you. Obviously, when we actually give a little bit of an intellectual rant, all right, when I give a half intellectual rant, Mike's always the smart one, then maybe people like it. I don't know. Ha! See that, Mike? That was a that was kudos to you, my friend. That was kudos. I know. I'll, I'll yeah, take it. You I'll know. make the phrase you when know. I get it. <laughs> uh-huh. Just so uh, everybody knows, Andrew Woodring is going to be on tonight, and he's actually working late, so... He will most likely be chiming in the second hour of the show. So Andy will be on board with that. And again, 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 again. I'm going to do this a couple times throughout the show because, damn it, I feel like it. Monday night, 8 o'clock, same channel, blogtalkradio.com slash USA. America is Under Siege Part 2, The Dark Side of Illegal Immigration, with our very special guest, Dan Digger Amato of diggersrealm.com. He will be joining us, and that's a show that you will not want to miss, friends. That is going to be one hell of a good time. And thank you, Dan. And Dan is also in the chat room if you'd like to ask any questions and bother him because he likes when I throw him out there like this. Anyway, <laughs> I, want, I want to go back to the school thing real quick because this is, this is almost becoming a segment for me. I'm, I'm trying to... I'm, I'm trying to do this whole sound professional thing. Um, I don't know. Does, does this work for me? Can I call segments yet, Mike? Is like that a good thing? Um, we not you know, you've done enough shows where, yeah, I actually think you, you can you can actually call it a format if you want. You're at that point. Oh, oh God. You're getting ultra-professional there, buddy. All right. I know. Well, it's that time, ladies and gentlemen, for Smeriglio's rant about freedom work. Tea Party Express and Tea Party Patriots. There's my little fake drum roll, okay? Actually, we can't do it like that. We can't. We can't. There's our music. There's our musical interlude. That wasn't the drum thing I was looking for, but whatever. It was stupid. Getting emails all week, of course, from my friends and yours, from FreedomWorks, Matt Kibbe and Dick Army saying that the unions are attacking Freedom Works. The unions are attacking, and they need your help to combat the attack. Send us 500, 1,000, 1,200, as much as you could possibly afford. Send it to us so we can fight the unions. I ask you, Dick Army, I ask you, Matt Kimmy, or any representative of Freedom Works, how exactly do you do that? Do you need people's money so you can send out your crappy, long-ass emails? Is that what it's for? Is that how you fight? To the Tea Party Express, shouldn't you be gearing up your little your little things for your bus trip with all your high price? I care about you, really, because I'm paid to say it. Uh, speakers, like, shouldn't that be your concern? I mean, good for you bringing light to the fact about the union thing, but shame on you 
for, yet again, capitalizing on an opportunity to, ah, people are mad. We need your money. We need your money. Multi-million dollar a year organizations still, ladies and gentlemen, need your money. They offer a course of action. They actually offer something you're doing to combat what's going on in Wisconsin or to defend the governor or what he's trying to do in Wisconsin. Within the side, you, you twist it, turn it, whatever. What are they actually doing? Sending out emails, asking for money. Wow. That's great. Yet again, ladies and gentlemen, FreedomWorks, one of the biggest tool organizations out there that originally started with the original intent with a good message. Yeah, FreedomWorks. Ooh. That's truly, truly brilliant thinking. You know, that's that's like a mastermind there. Insightful. It's very, very freedom work. Ooh, send me text messages. Trying to do, or not trying, I'm not going to say trying anymore, continuing their stranglehold on a movement by the people, for the people, of the people. Again, Tea Party activists, all activists, grassroots activists across this country, we welcome you with open arms and we thank you for what you do. The only warning I will shoot out there is when they want your money for absolute, for absolute crap, don't give in. Don't buy it. It doesn't cost anything to take a stand. It doesn't cost anything to be a voice of dissent. You have those freedoms entitled to you because you are an American citizen. Stand up on your own. You don't have to contribute. You don't have to donate. You have a voice. Use it. Don't be led astray by these individuals that are self-serving, hypocritical, condescending schmucks that are only serving themselves while they get richer, while all of us continue to suffer, and while many out there still contribute because they believe that maybe they're going to do something for us. Maybe they're going to actually fight some type of fight and win for the American people. Well, the only win they've got is a Republican majority in Congress. And that Republican majority has done oh so wonderful, haven't they? It's the same old thing, friends. It's the same thing week in, week out. I've gotten a total of, ready, 31 emails from FreedomWorks, Tea Party Express, or Tea Party Patriots asking for money just this week. Just this week. I swear they sit there and they wait for a headline of the news and say, how can we spin it to get richer? Does this work for us? Come on. They insult our intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. They insult our passion. They insult our pride. They insult the fact that we are willing to go out and stand up for something, stand to move in, and then suck you dry of your hard-earned money. The government does that enough already. We don't need them to tell us when it's safe to rally, when it's safe to protest, or what we should be talking about. We know what's wrong with this country. We have the right to stand up to our government, to take a stand for something. We can do that on our own. We don't need them to be the middlemen. We don't need them to go out there and give you nothing but the greatest high-priced spectacle, safe, boring, tired old rally every single month. I said this last week, and I'll use it to close out this rant segment, if you will. When you have speakers that come to these big events, like we're going to, well, I'm not, 
I guess I had to say it again. Whatever. Sarah Palin. Um, now, there's more. I'm not going to get into the damn list of people. You know who they are. The same big names have been speaking at these rallies for oh so long, doing their things, doing their things, blah, 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 blah. All right? Well, when they get paid, when they get paid to speak at a Tea Party event, or they get paid a, a stipend, a speaking fee, some like Sarah Palin, $100,000 to give a speech, that's just the one example that I keep going back to because it's just so damn high. And they, they keep getting all this money, all this money, and they go out there and they say, we're just like you. We feel you. We get you. We represent you. We speak for you. Liars. Liars, if you really believed in the people of this country enough, you wouldn't take a damn dime. And you know what? Some will say, well, they got to pay for their hotels. they got to pay for travel. they got to pay for this. You know what? They're already millionaires. So sorry if they have to shell out some of their own money. Boo-hoo. My heart truly goes out to them. Again, it's more of a political front, if you will. These people continue to get rich off of the lie that they are serving you. That's all I had to say. That was actually quick for me, Mike. That was. Uh, I, I think you contain yourself. I think you shaved about six minutes off your typical rant. That was good. I was impressed by that. I got it. Okay. So, do you want to get into, well, what, what would you like to get into now, Mike? Uh, well, I actually got something show. a little bit different, and I didn't have a chance to bring this up with you earlier. But uh, it's actually okay. a little bit of old news now. But, uh, you know, it's something that has been eating away at me for the last couple of weeks since I've read about it, which is the re-enabling, well, not the re-enabling, but the uh, renewing of the Patriot Act. Now, I know me and you both have very different views on this one, or at least we used to last time we talked about it. But in my opinion, the Patriot Act is a very, very, very intrusive act into the lives of every private citizen, it was a knee-jerk reaction to 9-11, which, granted, there was a reaction that needed to be done. The Patriot Act was definitely not the right one. And um, it just uh, it's just, you know, one of these cases where uh, we have a new government that promises to stay more out of our lives, give us more control of our lives back. We get something like this thrown right back at us. Interesting how they promise us one thing and yet deliver another, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I sound like you had something to say before. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go. Go ahead. Keep going. All right. Well, it's just, you know, we, we have a government. Like I said, we our government, the Republican government says that, you know, hey, we're we're here for you. We listen. You people spoke. You put us back in power. I know one of the things at least I was speaking of when I said that was, look, I don't want you looking into my private life. I don't care if you think it makes me safer. Let me tell you something. There was nothing wrong with what was going in this country beforehand. It was mostly external factors that led to 9-11 in the first place. Whenever we get an attack or something coming up, it's from external factors. We do not need to go through your voicemails, your emails, listen to your phone conversations, just so that we can say you're safer. Because, Dan, I don't think you're a terrorist. I don't think I'm a terrorist. I seriously doubt anybody listening to our show right now is a terrorist. And I don't think that we need to be our government, have government employees filing through everything we've done in the past five years to try and make sure we're not terrorists, because we're not. We're Americans, damn it. Getting a little steamed here. <laughs> but but this, act goes through. this act goes through, and you hear very little about it, 
And, of course, everyone's like, oh, we'll stay out of your business. And they shove this right down our damn throat, and it's ridiculous. It, to me, it just proves that you're getting the same crap, and no one seems to understand it. Like I said before, Democrat, Republican, you are getting the same thing with just a little bit different flavor, and it's got to stop. Hey, that was good. It was powerful, and you delivered it, but it was, it was short. Maybe you could no. Google it. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, I, yeah. My whole thing to what you said before, the government is busy enough labeling people as domestic terrorists. So to, to worry about calling people international terrorists, well, you know, that would take time away. I mean, hell, we're all labeled domestic terrorists because, you know, we protest what's going on in the government and things like that. Yeah, so, we are. I, I believe there was things on us for doing the rally last year. That's right, and something that Shirley, Shirley Digger knows, and Mike, you were there. We were all there in that little room with the Department of Justice and all those wonderful federal officials had to jump in there in Phoenix and, you know, lay down the ground rules, if you will. I know. They were there to keep us safe, right? Yeah. Our friends. Uh-huh. Whatever. Okay. I I love my country. I do. And I believe I believe in a strong America, a strong government that actually governs for the people and is governed by the people. But when a government or director of homeland security specifically targets grassroots organizers and activists and things like that, something has really drastically gone off the tracks here. So that's that's just my little two cents. As far as the Patriot Act, I've seen what you're talking about, and it did good in the beginning, but was it too intrusive? You know, it's it's like where's that that barrier? Where's that fine line, so to speak? I I am a staunch advocate for destroying our enemy, not beating them and then rebuilding them and coddling them and helping them and trading with them and giving them money. If you attack us, we destroy you, we get the hell out and move on. We teach you a lesson. That's my belief, anyway. That's just what I feel. So whatever good was done for the Patriot Act, it just seems to be a, a, a prolonged process of violating people's freedom. Because how can you deny all the evidence out there? How can you deny all the things that have happened to people and, you know, being invaded, if you will, you know, on their on their calls or on the Internet or being watched or whatever? Yeah, it, there's, I don't know. I'm not ready to, to give my full dialogue thought, if you will, because I'm in a different place from where I was when we first talked about it, Mike. Now, we spoke about okay. it then. I was a big-time advocate for it, but I've seen too much that I don't like. I'll, I'll get back to that. Believe me, I will. I, Fair I, enough. I, I, I'm ashamed that I feel let down on the things that were put in place to supposedly defend us, you know, to keep our country safe or to, um, <laughs> or to, you know, wait a minute, I, I, I'm jumping again. I really am. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Everybody listening, well, you expect it by now. Digger actually just put up a good point in the chat room. This goes back to what we said in the beginning of this of this little 
um, brief thing here is one has to ask if the illegal aliens who are still protesting in Phoenix had to meet with Department of Homeland Security and Department of Justice and all those wonderful people. And you know what? Obviously, we know the answer to that one. Hell no. They're the protected class. Criminal illegal aliens are protected in this country, and all of us natural-born citizens or naturalized citizens, if we decide to take a stand for our constitutional rights and actually execute them or speak out against injustices being perpetrated against the American people, the constituents, the electorate, then we are the bad ones. We are the, the evil ones. If you're pro-military like me, you made the choice to serve your country, you made the choice to actually go out and stand up for the rights of this land, well, you are on that rogue list, so to speak. So it kind of falls in suit, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that goes right back to your point, really, Mike, and what I'm trying to get around without getting into, but it's still not happening, is the fact that it's gone off course, and now we, the American people, are being targeted by our own government, being silenced by our own government, being shut down, being muted, being stifled by the very people that we elect to represent, to lead, to defend, to protect us. They are the ones committing the ultimate act of betrayal, and we get screwed in the process. How are you targeting the enemies when you decide to list us as the enemies? Are we the ones flying planes to the building? Did we kill my family on 9-11 or the thousands of other family members on 9-11? No. It was radical extremists. They're the ones. But yet, since Obama's been in the White House, and even, even before, because, you know, we, we protested before the, the Obama administration and, you know, the Tea Party and everything else, speaking on immigration enforcement. We were still listed as radicals and enemies because we're going after the poor undocumented. Come on. Wake up. They're using the tools they put in place to defend us against us. That's all I have to say. Mike, take it away. I need a break. Well, actually, I just um, I can actually respond to one on the internet now too because I actually bothered to log to uh, log into the chat room for once, and a person is <laughs> saying about how people after 9/11 felt threatened and wanted protected. I agree with that. Everyone did, even I did. I I remember when it first happened. I was scared as hell. I'm like, what's going on? Are we about to be invaded? Or you know, I I didn't know a damn thing about what was going on, and I was scared, confused, and all that. And uh, even at first, I have to admit, even I thought the Patriot Act was good, you know. It uh, it probably took me about one or two years after I started looking at what it was, and I'm like, you know, this really does nothing to protect us from the outside threats, really. All of this really does is give them carte blanche to go through what we're doing. I mean, he says about uh, the person, well, TNT, I'm sorry if you're male or female, I do not know, but... It's, uh, you know, police going down a couple times the street, that's fine, but I wouldn't want the police officer coming into my home and going through my stuff. <laughs> that's, that, that, that's more intrusive than I want. It goes back to the saying that I've been using from Ben Franklin. If we give up uh, give up our liberties for the illusion of safety, then we deserve neither safety or liberty. I mean, there, there is an acceptable amount of risk I'm willing to take to be a free citizen. I don't, I don't want to be a slave. I don't want to be a person who has to, have, like, have my entire life detailed. I'll take that risk. That's the life I choose to leave as, live as an American. I think that's what being American's about. And I, I think that the Patriot Act is completely against that idea. Well, I'm happy you're in the chat room. It's not just me because it can get really interesting sometimes, yeah? yeah. <laughs> I love the chat room. Those guys are awesome. Guys and gals, excuse me. 
Sorry, no offense. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, you all know my story with 9-11, and I am the first one to say, and I, <laughs> I'm, I'm not popular for saying it, and like I said, there's many things that I disagree with and was opposed to with the, you know, the actions of the administration, things of that nature. But I still thank President Bush for doing what was necessary to go after those who harmed us. And that was the original intent. That was the original thing. And I was behind that. And then things got drastically different and things changed. And that's where I started to lose my faith, so to speak. I'm not a Bush basher. I never will be. But at the same time, he did things that were against the safety and security of our nation. And the biggest betrayal, I mean, you'll you'll say the Patriot Act, and I'm sure many others will say that as well. But I also go right back to the fact that of uh, the 2006 attempt at amnesty or 2007, whichever one it was, I, I may be off a year, the comprehensive immigration reform. You know, if you deliver a message about keeping America safe, safe from all enemies, foreign, domestic, then how could you not want to secure our borders and defend us against an invasion underway on our soil every single day? I mean, that should have been first priority. And shame on them for not realizing that. And shame on every administration. I think, God, my God, we have to go back to Eisenhower as the last time we actually got some form of immigration enforcement in this country. And that's a damn shame. It's truly a damn shame, and that bothers me. Take it away, Mike. Do your thing. <laughs> no, it's just, you know, it's, like I said, it's it's another case of, I, I, I think things get overreached, and rather than using common sense to come to a solution, it, uh, you know, things mutate out of control. It it's really seems to be a typical government theme as far as I'm concerned. I hate to come across as an anti-government person, because believe me, I'm not. I, I believe that the government has many, many, many legitimate uses. It's just when it seems to, when it goes beyond what the scope of the Constitution entails, that's when I start to get upset. And uh, there, there's just many gross violations of our founding principles, and it really, you know, it really that's what burns me up when I when I see the things that shouldn't be happening out there, and it does happen. And a lot of people don't understand that, uh, you know, hey, we're, we're basically, this was our, basically our pledge to be citizens to this country for this. Now, I know some people out there are going to say, if we don't like it, get out. You know, I one, I can't afford to get out. <laughs> Me moving is just not an option. I'm stuck here, so I'm going to try and change things more to how I want them. That That's my goal as an American citizen, to voice what I have to voice to try and enable change towards what I think is a better future, a better country for us. And, uh, you know, it's, there's a, a severe lack of, pe- of especially congressmen out there who uh, seem to believe that the Constitution is basic, should be the be-all, end-all of a federal government power. And, uh, you know, as I said before, I think that we should have more focus on state power than federal power in the first place. And um, there, there's just better ways to go about it. And, uh, you know, I, I could go on for a while about it, but right now I'm just actually not prepared to go on a very coherent rumble about it. And uh, the comment yeah. earlier about the DHS coming into your home, now, they, uh, yeah, you actually, they actually can. It's a lot easier for the DHS to come into your house than it is a police officer. There's, you know, it was pretty much judge, you know, the 
there's a system that's in place for people to go to your house to search for search warrants and things like that. You have to go to a judge, has to be reviewed. DHS can actually pretty much without any basis of evidence get a judge to sign off on your house, to enter into your house for searching. Going through your email, that's, as far as I'm concerned, an invasion of privacy. DHS has the power to do that. Again, there's no real oversight into what they can do. Even if there was more oversight assigned to the Patriot Act, I would agree with it. However, there's not. I mean, people out there have seen these things out there. there there's been many, many, many cases where they, the FBI, DHS has really overstepped their bounds as far as what they're looking into. And, and that's, what I, that's what I get at. You know, there, there, there might be some good to it, but when there's a lot of potential to be abused, any potential, one abuse is too, one abuse too many as far as I'm concerned. Everyone should be treated the same, or we should all be treated, you know, basically we are either treated right or treated wrong. As Americans, we should be treated right. And, uh, you know, that, that, that's all I got on this, because I will get steamed up a bit and I will get a little confused. So let's see, what else do we have out there for today, Dan? Well, <laughs> Dan's solid points. And, you know, and again, ladies and gentlemen, everybody listening, thank you. And the call-in number, again, is 1714. 5103736 again that's 7145103736 call in and be heard you agree you disagree tell me we want to hear it and just got a message from Mr. Andrew Woodring and he will be on soon so he'll offer his insight into various topics as well and i got to i got to say that i and for those who don't know obviously i mean when mike and myself started talking we agree on a lot of things, but there's some things that we don't agree on. And I am a uh, – I don't know how to describe how I was when you actually met me, but I'm a staunch, staunch constitutional conservative, if you want to call it that. In other words, I am all for doing whatever it takes to keep this country safe. I am all for by any means necessary to keep the people of this country safe. And it took a lot of years, it did, it took a lot of years for me to have some doubts and to lose my faith in a lot of the political system, or at least the figurehead at the top of it. And with DHS, not, it wasn't even just when they targeted us. I don't care about that. You can hate on me all damn day and night. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for the free promotion. That's all I got to say. To every critic, rock on. You do your, your part of, you know, advertising what we have going on. I appreciate it. And, you know, there's a lack of intellectual debate, and that's why with, you know, TNT in the chat room, I appreciate the actual thoughtful comments they're putting out there, you know, and that's something that I've been really blessed with, all the people that have been on this show, you have people that have disagreed with us, you've always offered intellectual points, and thank you for that, and I appreciate you hanging on and being a part of it. But when getting involved in the immigration enforcement movement, i got to say, that was the, the first big mark against that whole feeling of homeland security. When you have illegal aliens from any country, but I'm going to specifically target now, just so that the little the little critics that listen understand this, illegals have no race, okay? So get off your high horse about me being evil racist now, okay? So, you know, I've got to speak down to you. I'm going to specifically note the MS-13 and the Latin Kings right now. And this is something that Dan Amato will get into uh, just because he knows more than any of us can ever possibly know on this subject. And, again, with the dark side of legal immigration, that's a project that, you know, 
Dan was the one that really brought that out and started telling the stories of what's happened in this country at the hands of illegals. But specific gangs, you know, um, Latin gangs or Spanish gangs or whatever you want to call it, my two examples at this moment, initiation killings. Killing an African-American could be a part of the, the core of the gang. Even going back to Newark, New Jersey a couple of years ago, lining up four African-American college students and shooting them in the back of the head, you know, at point blank, shooting them in the head. The one female, she, I don't remember her name right now. It does escape me. I'm sorry for that. She actually lived through being shot in the head. But these are the type of things being perpetrated, you know, or even Hispanic Americans being targeted and killed by illegal alien gang members as part of an initiation, ritualistic, whatever the hell you want to call it, jackass killing, you know, this is, this is what they have to do to be part of the, the core of the gang. This is the mentality. I'm, I'm not going to mince words here. Every illegal in this country is as much of a threat to us as any radical Islamic extremist or whatever other PC term you want to use. Any bastard that hates America overseas is as is just as bad as the illegals in this country now. They already have no regard for our laws. They have no regard for our means. They don't want to assimilate. They want to change this country back to their belief of it should have always been theirs. Or they want to bring chaos to this country. DHS failed, failed to target them. And that is my ultimate concern. That is the ultimate betrayal of our trust, of our faith, of our safety, of our beliefs that our government is out to protect us because allowing the 38 to 45 or whatever the hell number, not the 12 million, the safe number, the into the 40 million illegal aliens in this country, allowing them to have free reign over our system, allowing them to kill citizens in the streets, in America, to break into their houses, torture and kill them, murder in cold blood, to rape a baby with Down syndrome just for the sheer hell of it. This is the trash that we let into this country. This is the trash the government doesn't deem evil enough, scary enough, bad enough to stop. They allow it. They allow our borders to remain open. They allow citizens of all different nationalities that are illegal in this country to be made into victims of heinous acts by people that hate this country. They have their own reasons for being here. And I can go on about Asian gangs as well. Whatever the case is, I'm not going to give the politically correct breakdown of every single nationality's group of illegals and their gangs and what they do. There's a time and place for that. I'm speaking in general terms right now, Okay. Any illegal in this country poses an immediate danger and threat to every citizen of this nation. Bottom line, if you don't like it, don't listen. If you don't believe it, educate yourself. How can we say that the government has to listen in on phone calls, has to monitor web chatter, has to monitor this for American citizens because you know, we need to know who they are and we need to know what they're subscribing to or what their beliefs are. 
not knowing what over 40 million illegals are, who they are, what they're about, where they come from, what their goals are, what their agenda is, that's okay? That's a, that's a free pass? Come in our northern border. Come in our southern border. Still away in a ship. That's okay. As long as you get here, you're free. We're not going to target you. It's time. It's time. It's not about profiling a race or nationality. It's profiling criminals. I will not show respect to criminals. And every illegal in this country, no matter how sob your pathetic story is, you are a criminal. I do not have a soft spot in my heart for you. I do not believe that you wanted a better life for you and your family. And poor you. Screw you. Screw you and the fact that you come here and you openly and willingly destroy our system without any remorse because you feel entitled. Why? Because you took the risk to enter this country illegally? Or, for the anchor babies, because your parents took the risk to enter this country illegally and shot you out and dropped their anchor on our shores? On our land? This country is a melting pot. This country was built by immigrants. Immigrants that wanted to be Americans, that made America what it is. This is the nation for all nations. This is where you come and you're accepted and you're welcome and you're a part of the American dream. All that we ask is that you, you consider yourselves Americans first. They do not do that. Critics will say, I'm talking on an us versus them scenario. They like to use that a lot, as much as they like to use the racist terminology, us versus them. Well, you know what? Maybe it is like that, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe it's all of us, all of us, that love our country enough to actually believe in the rule of law, that don't commit criminal acts, that don't take advantage of a system, that are actually here working fighting, trying to survive because we're proud Americans and that's what we do. We don't expect handouts. We don't expect the freebies. We believe in working for something and earning it because that is what America is. You will be successful if you fight for it, if you try, if you work hard enough. I still believe that. Though our government makes it harder and harder to accomplish, I believe that. That anybody, if you're willing to work and fight long enough and hard enough, that you have a chance to excel at something. Maybe you're not going to be a millionaire. Maybe you're not going to get the job you always wanted. But isn't it better to know at the end of the day that at least you worked and did something rather than sit back and be an unrepentant criminal and just take from people? Just take and take and take. And believe me, I'm not naive to the fact there are many legal citizens of this country that wrongfully abuse the benefits of this land. I am very well aware of that, and there needs to be a stricter oversight on that. And to cut out the ones that are just too damn lazy to work or just don't care enough to work and want that free ride. I'm all for that as well. But again, the picture we're going to paint for you over the coming weeks is not going to be pretty. It's not going to be the story of an illegal coming and working on a farm getting paid low wages. Who the hell doesn't get paid low wages? Do you make enough? Do you get what you need to survive? Do you have to work two or three jobs sometimes just to make it? It's not just them, all right? Tax-free money. All this 
crap. They come here and they get it for nothing. We're not going to paint the story of the hardships of their country. Again, I go back to a question I was asked by some college newspaper reporter at Wilkes University when we protested Vicente Fox. What's your plan to fix the problems in Mexico or any of the other countries that people illegally migrate to this country from? I don't have a solution. I do not have a response, period, other than I don't care about your country. I care about our country. You want to fix the problems in your nation, then damn it, do something about it. Do something. And don't tell me that it can't be done. Because one thing we've seen from all these, and again, I'm going to say it, because truth be told, third world nations across the world, days of rage and standing up and everything else, if they could do it, no matter if the change they're, they're actually getting is going to be better or worse or whatever, that remains to be seen. But they did something about it. They took a stand for something. Why can't they? I'm tired of having to feel sympathetic to all the world's woes having to, you know, have that bleeding heart mentality that, well, they have it bad, and since we're America, we should give them something. There's enough Americans living in the streets. There's enough parents that can't feed their children. There's enough veterans living on the streets that get nothing for serving this country. There's enough people in poverty and struggling and suffering in the United States of America that I'm sorry if it's wrong to say that we should take care of our own before giving a damn about the rest of the world, okay? And if you don't like that, again, I'm sorry if my words offend you, but I'm not sorry for the beliefs that I have. Don't listen. For the rest of you that have an open mind or agree, thank you. It's about American exceptionalism. Do you believe that America is the greatest country in the world? I do. Do you believe that America is worth fighting for? I do. Hell, all of us probably believe it more than 90% of the politicians in elected office. They're puppets. They're used. They're nothing more than a figurehead instituted by the very system that we're against. Again, we as Americans, can say that we live in the greatest country in the world. But how can you sit there and say that we don't have any problems? We do. We do. It's up to us to address, bring light to, and fix them, because they will not. I said in in a one-hour offshoot episode, I did at three in the morning, of America rising and what it means to me. There's been a hell of a lot of listening to that from everybody, and I thank you. It's on our on-demand episode. It was a one-hour rant session. A one-hour rant session. Caller, you are on. Just hold on one second. That okay, this is Connie. Is... Ah, okay. <laughs> hold on. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. That whole thing was nothing more than pointing out harsh truth, harsh realities of what's going on in the rest of the world. And why can't we do it here? Why can't we take that step here? Why can't we stand up for everything that's wrong here? We have the right. I said something that could be considered radical, that we, the people, have the right to take back our country by any means necessary. I'm not advocating violence or violent overthrows or any 
whatever some idiot likes to think that I'm saying, let me clarify that we, the people, have the right to take back our country. That's as much as the extent of the clarification I'm going to give you. And if you think that sounds radical, well, then you have to look at our forefathers that wrote the Constitution and say, how dare you say that? It's written right there. People, we have that right. And when people stand up, and there's a movement of the people, they're standing up because they're pissed off about something. They're standing up because they're, they're feeling the pain. That is what America is. That is American citizens displaying their freedoms of speech, their right to peacefully, peacefully assemble. Damn anybody who tries to capitalize or get rich off of that. Damn anybody that fails to listen to the voice of the people. Because the ones who do not respond to what the people, the overwhelming majority, the greatest and most important special interest group in the world, the American people have to say, then they are the very ones that are against everything this country was built on, stands for, and is all about. With that, I'm going to shut up because, Mike, that rant went on way too long. You should have stopped me. And I, That's all I right. Welcome to- <laughs> I want to welcome Connie to the show. I am happy you called in. Thank you. You just keep up those rants. You're great. Oh, God, no. <laughs> What's up? Thank, and you yeah, are you actually just, listening to... Oh, of course. Sorry. I always listen to your show. Great show. Even the 3 a.m. one. God bless you. Yeah, you betcha. You're the voice <laughs> of the people. You're great. Keep it up. I uh, love your rants about illegal immigration. Uh, people need to realize uh, it, ex- it affects poor uh, more than anyone else. Your common laborers. Uh, people wake up. It's time. Wake up. Damn straight. <laughs> and don't apologize. I I'm learning. I'm learning. I I I Connie has been. Somebody who's actually been so awesome from the very beginning and actually been, you know, following what we've been putting out there and being a part of things and helping share and, and get people involved and everything. And that means the world to me. And there's so many like you, and I thank you all. And she's been – sometimes when I put things on Facebook and people get mad, I, I tend to say, sorry, but I'm not sorry. It sounds kind of stupid, like I'm being a little hypocritical. So Connie's been making me colder and harsher as of late. So. Hey, now that don't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? You just right? gotta get tough. Don't worry about hurting people's feelings. You're great. Keep uh, it up. People need to hear. I think that a lot of that is political correctness, and it really has gone too far. And that was mentioned on the chat room about political correctness. I mean, you really can't solve the problems of today by being politically correct. All that does is uh, put sugar coating on problems, and it, it keeps people from getting to the heart of what the matter really is. I mean, when you say you can't say this or you can't do this or you can't think that way, well, then you might as well just say forget about a solution because we're taking that option away from you. And, uh, you know, that's my opinion on political correctness right there. You know, I've got to watch what you say, but that's what they tell you. (laughs) Yeah, and then the media whores, though, if you break political correctness, they go at you like, you know, dead birds to a dead body, you know. It's like, you know, they'll peck and peck and peck at you. Even though you might be making a valid point, 
if you're not politically correct, you've become the pariah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, if people don't agree, then they call in and they talk about it. That's what it is. It's discussion. That's right? what this yeah. show is about. I mean, people don't disagree with us. They're more than welcome to come on here. Yeah. You betcha. And that number is 714-510-3736. Thank you for the incredible segue. That was great. <laughs> no problem. Well, thank you, Actually, Daniel. Actually, Connie went into that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, keep up the good thank work, you guys. Uh, thank you, Connie. appreciate it. Love you. And love your husband, too, because we, know, we okay. know he's there. Okay, hang in there. Hang in there. Yep. Keep it up. And we're listening and tuning in. Thank you well, Thank much. you. We'll be seeing Okay, thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Connie. Take care. God bless. See, we really, we really don't tell these people to call in either, just so you know. Because I know sometimes you get people to call in and say nice things. We, we don't prompt them to do that. We don't put them up to it, I swear. But, you see, there's other people out there that, that feel this way, you know? And I think that political correctness has been ingrained in us for so long that it's hard to break out of that mold. It's hard to to have enough courage to just speak out in a way that maybe isn't accepted, you know, maybe isn't, uh, you know, taken as seriously as it should because you sound like, you know, you're almost, you sound like a radical, you know. God, oh, bad, bad person. Stay away. Scary. Not scary, folks. It's called common sense. It's called seeing things clearly, unfiltered truth. I'm not saying that myself or Mike or Andy or anybody, we're not the ones delivering it to you. You all know it. You all have your own truth that you care enough about. And that's what it's about, speaking up about it. Not being restrained or limited or or whatever the hell you want to call it. Speaking up. Damn the criticism. Damn the critics. Speak out. Do your part. That's all I know. And again, I assure you, that the criticisms we'll receive when we really start getting into the heart of the America's Under Siege series is going to be bad. It's going to be lots of name-calling, all the crap. But isn't it about time? You know, I sat back for so long, for so long, and I saw all these groups, and there's a, a number of groups and individuals out there that are fighting for immigration enforcement and fighting for the rights of the citizens of this country and things of that nature that are genuine and golden. And again, I got to go back to a perfect example of somebody who will also be joining us, actually, I believe, the second week of March now, and that's one D.A. King. There's somebody who isn't out there for the media attention. He isn't out there saying, I want the notoriety, I want the fame, I want all this. No, he's somebody who, you know, put a second mortgage on his house to fight, to fight in the state of Georgia for 287G, for bills that protect the citizens of that country against the illegal alien invasion. People like him. Again, this isn't just shameless promotion, but I had to go back to Dan Amato. People who don't know this, I know we do have a lot of unique listeners to this show, and I am so honored that you join us. And I want to, and I like how I use that word, unique listeners. That's because they tell me it is. But you know, sorry. But this format goes <laughs> after the different people, all right, who may not be all gung ho on one issue or the other. You know, they just they go into something with an open mind and want to listen to something different. And for those of you out there 
that will, for the first time, learn of Dan Amato next week. I mean, listen to what he has to say. Understand his story. I mean, here's somebody that I consider, and I've heard so many different terms thrown around and this or that. Well, Dan and other people have to say, I don't care. Dan Amato was the first, in my opinion, and I think it's pretty damn factual to say, in the world of the blockosphere, using the Internet as a tool to reach millions and millions of people by outlining and displaying truths that we've never really given much thought to. We thought they were out there. You know, we think these things are happening. Somebody like him, somebody like Ruth Miller, you know, and there's more. I mean, they, they go out there and they tell the stories that you don't want to hear, but you have to hear. Things that are truthful, things that are happening now, and things that have happened already, we got to learn from. See, these are the people that we choose to work with, that we choose to actually stay connected with. Because there's too many groups out there, and no disrespect, but maybe there is disrespect intended. I don't know. I don't care. You go out there, and you say the same thing, you know, and sometimes my rants are the same thing, especially with Freedom Works. Hell, but I can't drive a point home enough. But you hold rallies, or you, you send out your emails, and you talk about the same thing over and over and over again. And some of it is tired, not even not even that big of an issue. It's all important. But why talk about something that happened, you know, my point is with all this, I lose track, I, I try to end it quickly. It's time for something different. It's time for the next step, if you will. I'm tired of statistics. I'm tired of, well, there are this many illegals living in this community, and there's this many. Shut up. We know it. We get it. Thanks for what you've done. But either change your message or talk about some of the harsher truths or just step aside. Because it's time to bring to light the true evil that is the illegal alien invasion of this country. It's time to show this. Again, I'm going to go back to Dan. A couple of years ago, he spoke about an idea of a rally in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and one of the things we discussed, and I don't know if you remember this, Dan, but I do, because I never forgot this, and I, I didn't do it at the time. Maybe I just wasn't educated enough, or I didn't know enough, or whatever it may be. Maybe I even fell into that that you know, that cycle of giving the same thing all the time. I learned. I learned through experience. But that the idea was spoken about showing, showing the victims of crimes committed, showing the bodies, telling their story, before and after, whatever. Put a face that these people aren't nameless. These people have stories. Their families have stories. They feel real pain. They've experienced loss. It's time to paint the reality, if you will. And I know there's other ones out there that do it. Good. I'm not saying that we're the only ones. Hell, no. If you don't like us and you want to listen to somebody else, that's your choice, people. But the time has come to stop playing safe. The time has come to address everything openly, honestly, and bluntly. And that will be harsh. 
I promise you that. But it's necessary. It's necessary to tell the stories of what's happening now and what has happened and what will happen. On the complete flip side of the immigration issue, <clears throat> just like next Thursday night show, we're going to dedicate it to the Agenda 21 issue. You've heard me speak about it time and time again. And I don't give a great definition truly of what it's all about. And that's my fault. But again, this is something that I've been learning as well. I've learned recently about what it is. So, Agenda 21 is a globalization, is a UN-perpetrated foreign country basically taking control, you know, leading us out, taking away our individual rights, our town's rights, city rights, whatever, county rights, and sucking it up and making it into one overall core government, if you will. Just use the term one world government because that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. And so there's no, you know, nobody forgets. My opinion of the United Nations is we should ship them the hell out of this country freaking 50 years ago or whatever. You know, I'm totally, totally against them. But nevertheless, my point with all this is you hear us talk about immigration a lot. We're not just a one-trip pony. We're not just a secular issue thing. We're about everything. But the most impactful and dangerous ones we're going to give the most attention to immediately. Obamacare is bad, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is. Obamacare is bad. Repeal, repeal, repeal. Okay, I get it. MS-13, just shot up and killed another person in Hazelwood, Pennsylvania. More illegals committing murder. You, you see what I'm saying? There's blood being spilt in our streets. People in this country are in danger. We need to talk about the things that threaten our livelihood, that threaten our way as American citizens. Agenda 21 is another one of those issues. Because if we don't step up and fight it now and educate people and stop this, it's been in effect since the early 1990s, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of work to do. There's a lot of issues out there that are sucking us dry, that are taking away our freedoms. Time to shine the light on all of them. Ah, my God. <laughs> well, there are a lot of issues out there, I agree. And, you know, you're you're right. We do, we do delve more into things other than illegal immigration. I mean, that was part of what Voice of the People was based on. But we do have a lot more to say about it. I mean, I'll be honest, illegal immigration to me is a very important issue, but is it the most important issue that I feel that we're all facing? No. Actually, for me personally, I rank it about the fifth or sixth most important issue. I think the economy is one that's (laughs) definitely way higher. I think um, the out-of-control government is, you know, up there. There, There's a couple more that I rate a lot higher than I do illegal immigration. Not to take away from it, but... You know, there there's many things out there, and uh, Agenda 21, the one world government, I, it's very, very serious, folks, and it's very real. I know you don't hear a lot about it, and I think that's part of the problem. I, they, they do tend to keep these things secret so that you don't hear about it because, quite frankly, they don't need you to know what they're doing for them to do it. <laughs> that's that's the yeah. way these things work. 
And uh, part of the way of making sure things like this doesn't happen is bringing it to your attention because the only way that it can be stopped is by people rising up to stop it. I'm not talking about violently, but making sure that your voice is heard, making sure, hey, you know, we're aware of what you're doing. We're we're watching you. This is not going to happen. And that's what needs to be done. Uh, I know we're going to have uh, a couple people on in the near future. Are you saying D.A. King? Um, I believe he's still – is Daryl Metcalf still going to be on in the near future too? Or? Yes, the state representative will be joining us very soon, actually. Right, and one of the things I want to ask him when he gets on, because I always tell people about, well, how how do we go about getting these things? How do we get the change that we need? I, I hear you guys talking about it, but but what what can we do? And I say you need to go out, get out, vote. When Daryl's on, one of the questions I'm going to ask him is, you know, Daryl, I really support what you're doing. Give people some names of people out there that you think are you know along the same page as you. Who should we be looking for as our candidates? You know, I want to give him the chance to speak up because I know he doesn't get much of an opportunity to sit, you know, to uh, expand more on what he's doing. He's fighting a very tough fight in his own right with what he's doing here in Pennsylvania. I'd like for him to be able to get some people out there, get some names out so people are aware of the people that are doing the right things, making the right moves. This is going to be part of the change that we need to make, folks. We need to support these people, get their votes out there. They might not win initially, but you know what? If we give them more and more support, those those candidates are going to list, take our ideals, take the things that we want, and they're going to go through into the. They're going to pass into Congress. The laws are going to get passed. It's an uphill battle, but it's what needs to get done. And uh, <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought for once, Dan. <laughs> I got a little <laughs> off course there. Well, 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 well. Obviously, very well said. But of course, you know, one of our differences. It's not really a difference, but everything that you said as issues that you rank higher than illegal immigration, I'll say this, that illegal immigration could be directly tied into every single one of those issues. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm sounding like a one-ish. It, it's, you know, it's factual, whether it be the economy, whether it be job loss, job creation, whether it be housing, whatever it is, it's it all ties into one of the big roots, and one of those roots is the illegal immigration issue, or the illegal alien issue, excuse me. And imagine how much better off we'd be if we actually did something to prevent that from spreading, you know, to root out what's actually out there now, you know, just taking away and taking away from our country, hurting us every single second of every single day. One of the things I think of when we talk about the illegal immigration is remember the gentleman we had on a couple weeks ago who called it, I believe his name was Tony. He was talking about how the illegal immigration and the economy pretty much go hand in hand. And I like what he was saying about, you know, he he didn't quite say open the borders, but he said make sure we document who's coming across, but don't put quotas on immigration. I tend to lean towards that. I would rather, you know, if people are going to cross in, okay, I'd still like to know who they are. I, I don't like – actually, I don't like the ideas of quotas for who can come here and who can't. You know, if it's a case of, well, you're coming here, all right, let us do a check on you. You know, that that, that I'd feel more secure with. I, I think that might be part of the road to it. And uh, when he when he came up with – when he said that, I was like, you know, it got me thinking. I mean, that that's part of what I think might need to be done. Well, yes, that's one way. 
You know me. I, as far as I'm concerned, shut down those damn borders. Let nobody in. There's a right way. Follow the proper resources. Follow the proper channels. Bottom line, no exception. It's the exception mm-hmm. that got us into the mess that we're in today. So and that's just putting a Band-Aid on the actual issue at hand. It's, it's a strong suggestion, but if you remember to that fact to that show, I mean, I didn't agree on everything, but he was still a, a damn cool guest, a damn cool caller. But that is not the fix we need. And, again, I still go back to my belief that the businesses and landlords, you know, hire an illegal, go to jail. Rent an illegal, go to jail. That's it. Set precedent. Set a strong precedent. You will put change in motion. That's something that needs to be done. Just the fear that an ordinance is going to be passed here in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. People were leaving and shutting down their illegal half-civil businesses within hours and fleeing the city. Well, the ones that were fleeing, I question why they were fleeing. Don't give me the profiling crap. You were fleeing because you were afraid of actually facing some persecution and prosecution because you're committing criminal acts in Arizona. With SB 1070, how many left Arizona? And I got to say to the legal citizens that choose to leave these places because of these laws, well, uh, we don't want you anyway. I, I don't know. If you're, if you're so sympathetic towards those, well, you know, move to their countries. You know, see how good it is. Go there, you know, be, be amongst your people. I, whatever. But... There's so much that can be done. There's so much that can be done. And maybe as the weeks go on, and again, i got to really hammer this home. And, and you know, I don't usually do this shameless promotion time and time again. Hell, half the time I said it's going to be a show, it usually ends up being another day. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> not by choice. <laughs> but again, I can't stress to you the urgency of Monday Night Show. That is going to be something that you really need to hear. If you're on the fence or not sure or just like I was in the very beginning, and still every day is a learning experience for me, not educated enough on what's actually going on, you're going to want to listen. You're going to want to listen to what Dan Amato has to say because he, with just his voice of truth and reality, can really change your opinion, change that thought process. Before I even started before I started voicing the people with, you know, with Andy, whatever, in the very, very beginning, hell, like two or three years before, I was looking online, you know, just for alternative news sources, if you will, and I found Digger's Realm. That was what hit home to me. That's what really changed me. And I was always, you know, conservative, if you will, registered Republican, whatever the hell you want to call it, but... I was always, you know, the belief that national security is important and everything else, but I didn't have a lot of the the reasons as to why it's so dire and urgent and necessary and what's actually going on. And it was because of Dan Amato. He was one of the main contributing factors that inspired me. So there's, there's a lot to be learned from somebody like that and so many others out there, and that's why I stress to you that this is going to be the beginning of something different, beginning of something stronger, something important. It's going to be a different take on it, but the take is going to be that of reality, that of what's actually going on, and the things and the solutions. And they're not things that we 
should have in this country in 10 or 20 years. It's not things that we'd like to see. It's a matter of necessity. It's urgency. We need it now. We need it now. Daryl Metcalf, just to go off of what you said before, but you were right, but got to also throw out there state legislators for legal immigration and statelegislatorsforlegalimmigration.com. Daryl Metcalf actually has a group, if you will, of state legislators throughout the country that are pushing for Arizona-like, um, like SB 1070, for Arizona-like enforcement or laws in their states, you know, and obviously the 14th Amendment issue and things of that nature. So Daryl Metcalf has been one who, I don't want to undersell it, he's been somebody that has been fighting really for this country. He served this country, but he's been fighting for this country on a continued basis. And not to demean his position, but all he is is a state representative from Butler County, Pennsylvania. But that state representative has really been a representative for all of Pennsylvania and some of the Americans. He gets out there on Fox News. He gets out there in different places at different times because he deserves to be. He's not selling himself. He's not going out there and saying, please put me on TV like so many others do. His actions speak louder. And when he gets on TV, what does he talk about? Does he talk about the safe things? Does he talk about, you know, what's going to make him money or anything like that? No, he talks about what can be done on a state level, on a local level, how you could begin to protect yourselves, protect your state, protect your country, your families. So the urgency and the importance of what he's doing and what he brings very, very important. Very important. And, well, he's just somebody that is, there's, there's so few people to actually admire out there, especially political figures. And for me, he's tough. So, not that that means anything to anybody, because my endorsement would be freaking do. But if you knew me, you know I don't really go out there and throw my hat on a candidate or elected official very easily. I'm a prick. They have to show me that they actually believe in their constituents and actually hearing what the people have to say in order for me to back them, to support them. And he's number one on that list. Me and Metcalf to run for president. Okay. Okay. 31 minutes left of the show, ladies and gentlemen. 31 minutes. And, and for Woodring, I don't know where he is. I know he said he's going to try to call in, so we'll see if that actually happens. But, again, yeah, he was working work does happen. Yes, as we know all too well. So we understand, but I assure you that Andy will be a part of Monday night's super episode. And, like I said, we really have some cool people lined up. And, you know, I'm not going to get into it again because every time I do, I seem to put one foot in my mouth. But we really have some awesome people lined up. And there's no one better to start that than Dan on Monday, so it'll be cool. The call-in number, ladies and gentlemen, for the final 30 minutes of Voice of the People USA Radio is, once again, 714-510-3736. Again, that's 714-510-3736. Also found the very top first posting in the chat room. Post that before the show even started. You still have time to call in to be heard like Connie did? like many others have in the past, please feel free to call up and share your opinions. Otherwise, we will keep talking and keep ranting, and we won't shut up. I actually have a short one to pop in there, too. It's kind of unrelated. Well, in a way, it's related to some of the things we've been talking about. But uh, I don't have too many details on this, folks. So uh, 
I urge everybody when you hear this one to please look it up yourself. But I was talking about, you know, kind of ties in with the economy and stuff, especially the price of gas. And uh, I'll be honest, right now I'm looking at the price of gas because, as I mentioned earlier in the show, got a new car, I picked up a Mustang, and it's a gas guzzler, folks. <laughs> Fast as hell, but it, uh, it goes through gas like no one's business. But uh, I saw on Facebook, uh, actually on one of, uh, was it the American Rising one or the Voice of the People one? So I put up a post regarding there being an oil field in America. It covers South Dakota, South Dakota, North Dakota, and parts of Montana. According to estimators' surveys, there's, this oil field is approximately has reserves about twice the size of what the Middle East has combined. And you know what we're doing with the folks? We're sitting on it. We're not allowed to drill in it. No one's allowed to put anything in it. And in the meantime, the price of gas is being jacked up and up and up. You're probably going to see $4 gas prices sometime during the summer, which means you can expect pretty much everything else you buy to be jacked up with it while we're still sitting on this reserve that no one seems to be hearing about. But it's there. It was actually brought up to Congress. There's been survey, U.S. survey reports on it. It does exist. That's as far as my research into this thing goes. But there is a giant oil field in our country that can be used can support us for a very, very, very long time that we're not touching. Uh, that's all i got to say about that one. I just want to put that out there so people were aware of it. I don't know if you've heard anything hmm. about it, Dan. Yeah, actually, I, like Shanda in the chat room, heard about that last night. And hmm. um, America needs to break ties with OPEC, and it, it sounds a little cliche, if you will, but, you know, the whole drill here, drill now, well, some places don't even have to drill. It's just waiting to be used. Use it. Stop relying on our enemies for our friggin' petroleum. We have enough here. We have enough to be a self-sufficient, blah, self-sufficient country. Do it. Is that so hard? I mean, it's like they they keep us like puppets on a string with the price of oil, and it's ridiculous. And I think that's what they're doing. They're using it as a way to control what we do. I mean. It's going to be, a lot of people might not see it, but when prices go up, I mean, it's making life harder for all of us. It, it make, I think it makes life harder and the fact that we're struggling more to survive. Therefore, we don't have much more time to dedicate to things like watching what our politicians are doing or watching what kind of laws are being put out when you're struggling to put food on the table for your kids. Yeah. Oh, you're, dead, you're, you're dead on. You know, it's, I don't know. I can go off for a whole two hours just about the oil issue. So just be warned. That's why I'm going to be hesitant on this. We'll we'll maybe take an hour of one of our shows and go into that one because <clears throat> I, uh, I'm i a little angered about that, you know, especially being somebody who has to drive pretty far every single day. I don't appreciate it, and it's just absolutely insane. And how come this is something that happened around here? All our gas stations are at 325, right? But mm-hmm. the one industrial park, it's about four miles away from where I live. Now, 50 feet from where I live is a gas station at 325. Five miles, six miles, seven miles, four miles, 325. But there's one gas station four miles away that's selling gas for $3.09 a gallon. Mm. What does that say? More people getting rich off of you, ladies and gentlemen. And it goes to show you what a little less greed could actually do and give you some relief. But I I have 
whatever. I'm just going to bring it up because what have I got to lose? I, <laughs> no one's calling in yet, so please go on. Yeah, I uh, I think since Mexico is so oil rich, and let's be honest, the overwhelming majority of illegals in this country happen to be from Mexico. We need a hardline stance. We we should have a barrel of oil per illegal in this country taken from Mexico. So imagine how great it would be if we got like 45 million barrels of oil, you know, every single day. The oil for illegal trade. Why not? Our country does so many other outright twisted freaking maneuverings and, and deals and everything. Let's take their oil. They take our money. They take our jobs, they take our houses, they take our benefits, they take our sense of security. Well, why can't we take from them? Is that wrong? I don't know. That's just my thought, anyway. Well, it's, it's wrong that our government gives them the money so they can take it, whereas I don't think Mexico would be nearly as forthcoming with oil. Well, we know that. But that, that was just you know, a little thing that I've been thinking about for quite some time, and, you know, whatever. Probably sounds stupid, but I'm good for that. Uh, now, i got to take a moment here. got to take a moment. And also, even though I absolutely despise the liberal prick bastard that runs Facebook, and even though they have silenced one of the profiles of this conservative voice and many other friends out there, still have other profiles. And until they get shut down by them or, quote, disabled, with no reason, I want to ask you all, if you're on Facebook, please type in America Rising in the search box, the profile. Send a friend request. Type in Voice of the People USA radio fan page. Send us a friend request. Or no, you just got to hit the like button on that one. And, of course, at Blog Talk Radio, we are blogtalkradio.com slash D-O-P-U-S-A. D-O-P-U-S-A. Marcus is a favorite. Follow us. Send us a friend request. Whatever you got to do, we will very much appreciate that. So if you have a moment to do that, please, please, by all means, feel free and know that we are most gracious. Something else I want to say, as myself and Mike found out, <laughs> well, actually, I found out after the fact, and Mike, I'm going to put you out there. Um... We had a show, the last show that we did, or two shows ago, or whatever, I think the last show we did together, that when this show went off, Mike and myself kept talking. We were talking about the show and, you know, things going on. Just a regular conversation, harmless, whatever. You know, no big deal. But what I found out after the show is that the on-demand episode was two hours and 16 minutes, which means that that whole 16-minute conversation Though it wasn't airing live during our show, it was available in the on-demand section. So, that gave me an idea, Mike. Something, and this sounds pretty stupid probably, but I don't care. Something that I would like to do in order to increase drive for our on-demand episodes, which is already doing absolutely phenomenal. Again, thank you, everybody. But, on some upcoming shows, after the show, we're going to continue the discussion. And the chat room will still be open, so the show will not be streaming live. 
but we'll still be able to take your questions via the chat room and do kind of the whole podcast feel, if you will, as an after-the-show show. Maybe go for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, however long we have to. And that'll be something that'll be exclusively available on the on-demand episodes. So I can, I'm trying to sell a pitch here, like I'm actually doing something important. That, that's good. I'm giving myself props for that, Mike, in case you haven't figured yeah. that out. But You have to do a bit of promotion every now and again. That's right. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, well, you know, hey, we don't get paid for this stuff, and you know, we gotta take any any opportunity we can to promote what we do because this format's important to us, and hopefully important to all of you because you keep tuning in. So, what do you think about that, Mike? I have no problem with it. I mean, I usually I have no problem at all usually staying on and talking about a couple things, and frankly, I'm a little bit more casual when I'm talking after the show, anyway. So, <laughs> right. Going to be something we're going to start, and even even if we have a guest on, that way we could ask some other questions or take questions during the show that maybe don't make it online. You know, if that, in other words, sometimes things don't always make it onto the show. You know, we have had a couple guests even in past past episodes that too many questions are asked and we don't get the chance to actually address them all, so we could actually still take the questions from the chat room and address them in the after show show. That sounds really stupid, but it makes yeah, sense in my we mind. Yeah, we have to come up with a name for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> whatever, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> whatever. Friends, 20 minutes left. Again, that call-in number is 714-510-3736. 714-510-3736. And again, we will be returning to the air for real this time. Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. If I can go later for my Pacific friends, I swear I would, but sometimes I just can't. And that show will be The America's Under Siege Part 2 with our very special guest, Dan Amato of BiggestRealm.com, and that is going to be a show that you will not want to miss. That's going to be a very, very, very unique, special, blunt, and harsh show, all rolled into one. So I ask you to continue to join us for these shows and be here Monday night. And I'm not going to lie, sometime over the next couple of days, I will be doing one of my 3 a.m., one-hour off shows of ranting, which, if Mike isn't working at the <clears throat> Ask Crack Dawn, he's more than welcome to join me, as well as Andy, because sometimes late nights I get home from work and I'm pissed off about something and I want to share it with all of you. So that will be happening, fair warning. And if you like these episodes also, please feel free to share them on Facebook because apparently we piss off the establishment, and I like that. So the more we can get stuff out there, awesome. And also with that America Rising profile on Facebook, and I know I'm really like going all over the place here, but with that America Rising profile, send us a friend request, and also if you could share that link, I would appreciate it, because we're trying to rebuild after the whole Facebook attacking us thing. So if you could help, we'd greatly appreciate it. So, with that, I'm going to stop with promotion after promotion after promotion. That's just not right. Sorry. So, also, upcoming, 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 this isn't so much promotion as it is telling you guys what we're going to be doing. I will, I started the last show, and I'm actually going to have the full list of the cities and states we will be going to this spring and this summer and this fall with the America Rising Rally Series. Rallies that celebrate the greatness of America while also addressing every single issue that is harming America, all at no cost to you. Ladies and gentlemen, 
I can't promise you big stages with flashy lights, rock bands, and big-name speakers that will get us lots of coverage on the mainstream media. What I can promise you is dynamic speakers talking about everything that you want to talk about, these issues being addressed, and a rally-type atmosphere that will be all for and about all of you. We did it in Phoenix, Arizona, and we're going to take that and bring that out. We're going to take that with us everywhere we go. So it comes at extreme cost to us, but it's worth it. You know, and, you know, you guys will have the ability, I guess, to donate if you so desire. But I guarantee you, you're not going to see any begging or or crying that we need your money. It's not going to happen. So these rallies that are forthcoming are going to be big, are going to be important, are going to be another way, another step. It's going to be the next wave, so to speak, of what we're going to do. And Shanda, any firm dates yet? Yes, but I'm going to save that. You know what? There we go. I'm going to sell you the very first one. Next Thursday's show, the Agenda 21 team show, you can guarantee that we're going to talk about immigration at some point. I assure you, it just always happens. But Agenda 21 also plays into that. The exclusive after that show will be the announcement of the firm dates in the following week. I'll give it on the air. So there you go. There's a quick little promotion thing there for you. I had to throw another one out there. But, yes, we will be outlining the whole list of all the cities, all the dates, you know, everywhere we're going to go, what we're going to do. And, of course, that's always subject to change, meaning that we can always add more. And if our means and abilities permit us, we will make it happen. The goal is to get out to at least anywhere from 22 to 25 states through the spring, summer, and fall. That's the goal because all of you out there, we know there's a dynamic bunch of you from all different states all over that listen to this show or believe in the message that we're talking about. We want to give you a chance to be a part of this with us in another way, to come out and be heard, not to be silenced, not to say that we can't talk about this here because this rally is about this and only this. No, that is a load of crap. There's too many things facing this nation, and we all we all have the right to be heard. We all have the right to have every single issue addressed and offer our own brand of unique solutions, if you will. Those are my thoughts, and I just wasted five minutes. See that, Mike? See how hey, quickly yeah, time goes sometimes. when I ran? I don't know how it, how it is for all of you out there listening. Though. It's got to be painful. So, basically, in the last ten minutes of this show, well, we're in 14 minutes now, so it kind of is the whole thing. But last 10 minutes, I want to start freeing up as the free-for-all, if you will. Random thoughts on random things. Just because it's something different and I just want to do it. You know, whatever. Again, Mike and myself, and and Andy too, we discussed, we discussed this a while ago about actually, you know, talking about things beforehand and, you know, setting up a whole list of things to cover, not to cover, things to go over. And that's something that we're going to, you know, unfortunately have to do, you know, only with going into a studio. We're going to be on time restraints and, you know, intrusive producers and things of that nature. So we're going to have no choice. But with this, I don't know about all of you, but we're just random people talking about random important things. And I'm going to say... 
I'm going to say that it works because all of you tell me that it works. If you have any, any criticisms or suggestions or guest suggestions, please, please email us at voice of the people, uh, sorry, V-O-P-U-S-A live at Gmail or voice of the people USA at gmail.com. Tell us. Also, you can follow V-O-P-U-S-A live or at V-O-P-U-S-A live on Twitter. Not that I'm very familiar with Twitter yet. The name just kind of escapes me. It sounds funny. I'm tweeting on Twitter, but we do have it out there. And we want to hear from you. We want your feedback because there's too many structured things out there. You know, I see these things coming up for episodes like, we're going to have this guest, and for 15 minutes we're going to talk about this and the dynamics of, and for the next five and a half minutes we're going to talk about this. I mean, it sounds good, but it's boring. I don't know. It's not, you don't get the, the whole feel of real people talking about real things randomly. And that's who we are and what we are and what we're about. So that's just kind of what I think. And there you go. Hi, Mike. I still intend to throw a few odd things out there, even if we plan things in advance, just because. <laughs> yes. So, Mike, let some thoughts rip out here. I blow the eight. Well, actually, I got another question for you. Something I read this morning when I was having coffee. Flipped open the newspaper because I do try and read it just to keep on top of some events and stuff. And I happen to notice something that's pretty near to your heart as far as the uh, Shenandoah case where the gentlemen were actually finally sentenced. Did you follow up on this at all? Have you been reading this? Yeah. You know what? I was wondering what you had to say on it. Well... I didn't read all the stuff in the newspapers, but really, this isn't done on purpose, but it's a necessary plug. Figuresrealm.com. Again, Figure put every single story out just last night, so I've actually been reading up on it through the through that outlet. And I actually have a lot to say about Shenandoah. For those who don't know, an illegal alien was beat to death in Shenandoah, Pennsylvania. And it was a big case of national media attention things of that nature. And, you know, LaRaza and Lulak and Maldef and all them decided to set up shop in Shenandoah and hold assemblies in school and all this other crap, basically telling, you know, all the citizens of Shenandoah, you're bad, bad, bad people. Evil people, how dare you? Look what you let happen in your town. That's a bunch of crap, obviously. You know, and uh, I think we all know better. So we decided to have a rally of support for that area. And that was done, you know, again, Santa Amato, myself, Ruth Miller, you know, we went out there and we had one hell of a rally, and it was a pro-America rally, a pro-Shenandoah rally, a pro-rule of law. And as far as the issue of the trial in Shenandoah, I will go into this on Monday in greater detail, only because I have a lot of opinions on that, and I have a lot of things I want to say, but I first, with, with obviously due respect, I want to be 100% actual with the things I say, you know. In other words, I want to read every story, which I still have yet to do. There's still a couple out there I've missed. But I will say this. I don't advocate or support murder or murderers anywhere, anytime, whatever. Just murder is murder. But I will say... Holding yourself back, never a good thing. 
I yeah, I know. I, and I'm I'm trying to be smart about this because we're at nine minutes. Why did you do this now? Yeah, I went to bring it up earlier, but they kind of went off. You know, that's not right. Um, an illegal alien gets murdered in the United States of America. It becomes the story to end all stories. The story we got to hear, read about, see, learn about. Everybody has to know about it. Goes on and on and on and on. But over forty-five thousand Americans killed by illegal aliens since two thousand one, and we hear just about nothing. Border Patrol agents being shot, killed, murdered by illegal aliens. We hear next to nothing. The duality just blows my mind. If you weren't in this country in the first place, that wouldn't have happened. That sounds like a cold thing to say, obviously. But there's more to this story, ladies and gentlemen. If you if you aren't familiar, I do urge you to go on to diggersrealm.com and read all the stories about Shenandoah, Pennsylvania, the trial, and what happened, and the whole history and the facts behind the case because you'll you'll know what I know then. You'll see what I'm talking about. So I'm going to hold back. I'm going to reframe myself because this is something that we're definitely, definitely going to go into very hardcore with Dan on Monday night. So sorry. There you go. <laughs> Was, well, that? when that people do read up on it, they're gonna they're gonna see something. You know, it's like you said, the more they read into it on Digger's Realm, they're gonna find more and more things that they haven't heard about. Those that have been following on TV and stuff, believe me, folks, you're not even getting half the story that's on TV. And it's another case that goes back to what I've been saying over and over again on this show: the media is really out there to control what you know, what you think, what you do. And the best thing you can do for yourself is. I'm not going to say shut off your TV, though. I have told people to do that. But to educate yourself by more than just watching the TV, because the news is not there to give you the complete picture. And you're going to find, like I said, if you followed it on TV, you're going to go on Digger's Realm, and believe me, everything Digger put on there is 100% accurate. And you're going to say to yourself, man, why did I hear any of this? Because they don't want you to hear the other side of the story. They don't want you to know what's out there. That you know, They just want you to just be angry Support what's going on. Don't question it. And when you read it, believe me, you're going to be like, wow, the eye-opener. It really is. Yeah. It's it's an important story, and it's going to play very very nicely into what we're going to be going into. Um, it's something that you really you need to read up on, on your own because it's the best way. But I promise you, you will be getting a response from myself as well as Animato and you know, we were the ones that, and we weren't the only ones, obviously, but we went out there and, you know, we went down to Shenandoah and a lot of good was done. And a lot of follow-up was done by Dan Amato as well with SaveShenandoah.com. That was a, a site that was up for a long time. Actually got the mayor of Shenandoah to resign under the pressure. He used excuses, but he was an absolute sham of a mayor, somebody that believed in protecting criminals more than he did the the residents of his own town and that was definitely a very big big victory for what we all are about and what we stand for so there's a lot to be said about it and a lot will be addressed again on Monday night at 8 o'clock so that's why I'm saying it's an important show to tune into that show will be unlike the rest of the shows because that will have a sense of structure but it's going to be uh a scary structure. It's going to be, you know, <laughs> harsh. Harsh. <laughs> it's 
there's no other way to put it, but it's it's what needs to be done. So that's all I'm saying. <sighs> you know, these these shows are therapeutic. I swear to God. And everybody, everybody out there that's listening right now, and everybody's in the chat room right now, thank you, thank you. And again, a very, very big shout out goes to all of you people out there, all of you that listen to these shows on demand, share our shows, and tell tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your family members, whatever. Thank you. This show tonight was not heavily promoted. I just started putting it out there just last night because of computer issues and things like that. So. Everybody that is tuning in right now, I can only say thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Honestly, from the bottom of the hearts of all of us, it means the world to us. I know you hear us say that every single week, but I don't care if that gets repetitive or old because without you, there'd be no us. Well, there'd still be us, but, you know, we'd be a lot lonelier. That's all <laughs> i got to say. <laughs> you know? So it, it, it really it means the world to us. And, again, starting in March, you will be able to listen to us live on WIFI at 14.60 a.m. And that will be legit, you know, actual radio radio show, AM radio, rocking, voice of the people. Also, Los Angeles Talk Radio, I don't remember the actual number of the channel yet. You'll have that in time. But all the way to the side of the country, we're going to be broadcasting through Los Angeles. And I imagine we'll get a lot of phone calls in that one when we're on that market, <laughs> you know, not trying to be stereotypical, but expected. Hey, but you never know. You never know what you get until you get there, you know? Exactly. There's a lot of people out there that just don't know these avenues exist or, you know, they don't, they don't know. So you get to hear all different sides. I look forward to it. Look forward to engaging in conversation with all of you, all our guests, everything. Important. But what we're doing here is more than just a random show. America Rising is more than just another group. Voice of the People is more than just another name, another thing, another nonprofit. It's a movement. It's a belief in my heart, in Mike's heart, in Andy's heart, in Dan, Ruth, everybody. You know? Everybody that's been involved with us. It's not about an organization. It's not about any type of, you know, let's take the reins and lead. It's about a belief that all of you deserve and demand to be heard and we hear you we get you and we are the alternative to the safe norm that's out there I don't mean safe as in everything else is violent and bad I mean it's tired and old there has to be another way ladies and gentlemen there has to be another avenue another format to go out there and address it all one shot we can do this the only way we can do this is with all of you so I can't stress it enough. We listen to you, bottom line. So, thank you again. Thank you for realizing are a little bit different than the rest that are out there, and we're proud of that. Through our chaos, we find our own sense of structure and organization, and I think it works. So, i got to say, as we're reaching down to a little less than two minutes now, well, two minutes, Mike, Thank you, as always, for joining. I do appreciate it. Not a problem. And to Mr. Andrew Woodring, you will be with us the next show. So, sorry we missed you tonight. And to Dan Amato of diggersrealm.com, we look forward to having you join us. You're with us tonight in the chat room. And he will be our very special guest this Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. 
Again, blogtalkradio.com slash V-O-P-U-S-A. And find us. Find us on Facebook, America Rising, or Voice of the People USA Radio fan page. We are out there. Stay up to date with us. Follow what we're doing. Be a part of this with us. And I can't thank you enough. So, God bless you all. And thank you again for putting us up for another night. And I, I don't know why that started that quick. Sorry. That sounded really stupid. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you again, everybody. And please join us this Monday night and look for those one off episodes that I will be throwing out there between now and Monday. Monday night, eight PM, Voice of People USA returns. Andy, Mike, our guest, Dan Amato. Thank you, everybody. Mike, thank you as always, and have a good night, my friend. You too. And everyone else, thank you. Have a good night. And please feel free to join us anytime. Call in, get on the chat log chat log for those who don't know. It's blogtalkradio.com. Just type in VOPUSA in the little searching, and it'll take you right to the page, especially when we're live. You can join right in. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like to get your comments. I look forward to hearing from everybody on Monday. Thank you, sir. We will talk soon. Good night, everybody. God bless you all, and God bless America. Take care, and thanks again for joining us. We'll talk again soon, friends. Engage and rage. We've always been here to get you what you need when you need it. We're committed to keeping our stores open, clean, and safe, so you can stay fueled and refreshed all summer long. We've got cold drinks for hot days, 
and frozen drinks for even hotter ones, plus energy boosts, quick bites, and pick-me-ups. We're always on your way, and we're always here for you. So no matter what you need, when you stop by, we'll be ready. Now buy any three cooler beverages and get 500 bonus Speedy Rewards points. Now that's a parking spot. Introducing the I may have underestimated the size of my car policy with accident forgiveness from American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote. Find an agent. Visit AmFam.com. Optional policy features not included in base policies. Review policy for coverages and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.